everybody, and welcome to Saturday Night Rewind. I am here with uh, Randall McDonald. And I'm here with Brian Paradise. We've taken, thank you. We've taken a little bit of a hiatus as, as uh, Saturday Night Live has also taken a break, but now they are back with new episodes and we are back with some new episodes of our own. So we're here to talk about episode 10 of season 46, the first one of 2021. This one with uh, our host, John Krasinski and musical guest, Machine Gun Kelly. So Randall, what'd you think? Uh, you know what? I, I like John Krasinski. Yeah. I like him a lot and everything he's done. Uh, it, this as an episode as a whole, it felt like, uh, they were a little bit off for this episode. It felt like they had taken a break and were trying to get back into the swing of things. Yeah. I think they both had a glut of content. Like a lot of things happened over the last month or so from the last episode. And like you said, they had some rust perhaps to shake off in terms of kind of performance and logistics and stuff. I overall uh, liked, I liked John Krasinski fine. Um, It wasn't until just now that I kept on thinking, why are they not talking about that? He is Shazam. And it's because he's not. It's not. That is uh, that is Zachary Levi. That is the yeah. other guy with the nerdy NBC TV show that then became an action star. It is not yeah. John Krasinski. But it, it is not until just now as we were talking, I was like, why are they doing all that office stuff? Like, why aren't they talking about Shazam? <laughs> different dude, different other tall comedian. And that just clicked. Wow. Yeah. Welcome to 2020. Hello, everybody. Um <laughs> Yeah, I, I like the episode. I the, For me, there weren't any like real kind of clunkers of sketches. I kind of enjoyed myself the whole time. Uh-huh. Um, so I guess we'll start with the the cold open. I really liked uh, this cold open. I liked it a lot. It was probably the best one of this season. Yeah, well, it was we've been talking in the, the fall about how it it would be nice for them to get away from let's just rehash the thing, right? Whether it was the debates or other news events, that kind of thing, taking it where it was just a a news chat show called what still works. And then just bring, and it was a good way of just like processing a bunch of stuff all at the same time. So talking about like the government and the stock market and uh, the vaccination system. And uh, I, I like the way they ended it with Tom Brady. Um, mm-hmm. So I like that they kind of got through all the news. Yeah. Um, and I also really liked the reveal at the end that it was Kate. Yeah. It was just her being her. Yeah. It was just Kate who uh, is emerging uh, this year as like this meta character of like her ability to cope is in danger so between the the two instances of when we notice and then this where she um uh this she basically describes herself that no this is me as kate playing myself slowly losing my mind like everyone else yeah yeah good and it was a good way just like you said to get everything that has happened because so much has happened uh from when they took their break to now and instead of just replaying or rehashing uh, exactly what happened, it was a great way to introduce it all, get us back into the swing of thing, and uh, and make us laugh while doing it. 
Yeah, yeah. And got a lot of cast members up there, which I also really like. So it was Kate kind of anchoring the sketch. They had Cecily as Marjorie Taylor Greene. I think that is a weird casting choice. Like, yeah. Chloe's right there. You already, yeah. you already have a blonde. I know that Cecily, Cecily likes to play the kind of uh, detached from reality folks. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, she was fine. Yeah. But just have it be Heidi or Chloe. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I liked her line about Ju- uh, Nancy Pelosi is this lady I work with. I thought that was like a nice yeah. throwaway line. <laughs> uh, and then they had Pete as an investor in GameStop. Uh, Mikey as Jack Dorsey and Alex as Mark Zuckerberg. We've seen Alex as Zuckerberg before uh-huh. in like correspondent pieces during update. This is the first appearance, I think, of uh, Jack Dorsey. Um, I liked the line uh, as he's leaving, like, is m- this beard working? And then Kate's response in that it is uh, keeping me a lesbian. Yeah. I thought was nice. Um, yeah. And then we had Keenan as OJ getting a vaccine. Right, which is crazy. Yeah, uh, great playing of the line, guilty as charged, which was yeah. very funny. Uh, yeah. And then they brought in John, kind of the rare host in a sketch, rare host at a cold open uh, as Brady. Yeah. And again, because I thought he was Zachary Levi, <laughs> I was expecting like a harder Boston accent thing. Oh, yeah. But I was wrong because it's John Krasinski. Yeah. But John Krasinski is from Boston. Which oh, is, is he? Okay. Yeah, he still is from Boston, which is funny that he didn't really go for that. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, it's because like, I forget where Brady's from, but I just, oh, yeah. uh, but it's just so funny. I guess uh, Zachary Levi's from Louisiana, but like, <laughs> I just kept on thinking he was like a combination, like those two people occupy the same space in my brain, apparently. Yeah. They're pretty much the same guy. Yeah. So, uh, but I, I did like the, the, the kind of Trump thing that sends him off, which is good. Yeah. Yeah. He still works too. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Well, and what's interesting is that was probably, I think the only kind of utterance of the former president all night. Mm-hmm. Cause they didn't really talk about him in update. They yeah. just like really moved on, which is nice. Yeah. There was only, I think the, my pillow, uh, Oh, right. Yeah. They mentioned him. But yeah, other than that, yeah, not really mentioned him at all. Which is really nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess like since we spoke last, uh, the president is no longer on Twitter. And that's just like amazing. Yeah. Yeah. There's or the no former more, president. No my more. mistake. We're moving on. Yeah. So uh, moving on to the, the, the monologue. So Krasinski... Uh, my wife and I had this agreement before we said anything out loud. He was like wearing that suit. He looked real good. Like a real good suit. <laughs> he, he, he is very, he, he has put on some muscle and he is now like the dude. Yeah, exactly. You know, from yeah. Going and- from nerdy dude to, to now like the hunk in Hollywood, you know? Yeah. It, uh, what I need is a team of, uh, personal trainers and a nutritionist and i could do that too um but yeah so he was uh he was kind of affable and himself but and this is our first real i think this season of the questions from the audience and it's like purest form yeah of them kind of teeing him up to do stuff which i was kind of surprised by yeah 
Yeah, I thought that they were, uh, there was like awkward pauses through this though. Did you yeah. feel that? Yeah, yeah. the timing was off. And, and Krasinski was, I thought he was very well, he did very well throughout all the sketches. And, and you know, I, we talked about how they don't really look at the cue cards and he seemed very natural. But in this instance, I didn't know if it was him or if it was the players but they, there was some kind of timing issue. I think that there's problems when, like a like a technical challenge with the cameras that they have available to themselves to like pick up people wherever they're in that like back of the house position where they're like uh-huh. behind the the seats, and to have a couple of cameras on stage for the host. I think that there's like just like physical movement challenges with that and maybe that's a little bit harder when you've been away but even just the premise of it like i i feel like he could have come out and been like i am jack ryan and i love my celebrity wife and our kids i like that i like the paw patrol stuff and i thought that he was like going in an interesting direction of yeah like hey i'm this dad and also uh, I have this other movie star wife and I am an action person and I used to be on this TV show. And then they just kind of like interrupted all that. Yeah. And I don't think that the, and, and maybe this is my problem for not being an office fan and not thinking of him as Jim. Uh, but it just seemed, it wasn't like the, the office went off air two years ago. It's yeah. been a long time and basically yeah. everybody that was on the office that was prominent has moved on to other things right so i don't think that those you know i think of bj novak as bj novak not like the guy from the office and i think of like right. Mindy kaling as Mindy kaling not like the lady from the office so i yeah. think that having him pegged as like oh he's just jim was yeah weird it, it it was almost cheap because he's done so much more now. He did The Quiet Place, you know, Jack Ryan. And then also, like, during quarantine, he was the guy who did some good news on, on the internet. Yeah. And they didn't mention that at all. And I was like, that was, like, the one thing that I really liked about him during this time. And so, yeah. About that. Yeah. It seemed cheap. And they've done office sketches before with the guy who played Dwight and Steve Carell. And to just bring it back with john krasinski it did it just seemed off yeah i agree i just i don't think that was enough of like i don't i just wasn't relevant enough and like you can just like let's just talk about the fact that you're married to emily blunt and like you said that uh with a quiet place and didn't he like direct that too yeah he directed and wrote it and and nobody they didn't even mention that they're way more interesting to talk about yeah and uh, the other thing that I just thought was, I, I guess because like it, it has like the friends kind of quality the office does where it's like now famous more because it's on Netflix, like friends yeah. got taken off of Netflix and now the office is on. So I guess, but I don't know. Yeah. It seemed like it was too late of a joke. Maybe that's in, I don't want this to be true, but maybe that's a uh, NBC's like push Peacock. So, like, talk about The Office. Maybe, yeah. Even though oh. they also didn't talk about, they didn't talk about Peacock. So it's not like they went, you know, they, they didn't they didn't make that reference. But yeah, uh, I like that he wore a high mom mask, and uh, him kissing uh, Pete was fine. Yeah, Pete Pete was funny. Yeah, 
it was it was funny, but yeah, it was just off. It it was they tried too hard, I think. Yeah. Uh I so so after the first commercial break, we get uh, our first sketch is Blue Georgia. Mm-hmm. So talk to <laughs> talk to me about this one. I mean, it's almost like a, an alternate reality <laughs> of uh, where everyone's kind of Southern and you got that Southern vibe, but they're very inclusive and, and progressive in this, in this sketch uh, where John Krasinski is playing this cop from uh, Georgia and he's bringing his New York cousin or nephew. Was it yeah, his, his cousin? cousin? Yeah. Pete was the cousin. Yeah. Uh, to show the hometown of Georgia and, and everyone's kind of, got these southern vibes and it feels like a, a what what year would you say that it felt like like 1960s kind of yeah well the you know the character that beck is playing looks like um colonel sanders yeah looks like a plantation owner yeah but everyone is is has the accents but they're all very progressive uh they have an all gendered bathroom they <laughs> they uh have all their pronouns correct he and him yes. her and she uh and uh i thought it was it was a very funny sketch and they kind of all get very offended and and hush hush and shoo the the white guy who who is supporting trump <laughs> uh and that's kind of the the end of the sketch right yeah i like that kind of the the, the crux of it is that they are because they now identify as a blue state for like what all of 10,000 votes um, right. that they are now aping all of these things like the all gender bathroom and um, being inclusive and, and thoughtful uh, of, of Jewish people. Uh, one of my favorite lines was Mazel Tov, y'all, which is mm-hmm. great. Um, <laughs> but I do like that the idea is like, oh, they just found different things to hate because yeah. they're embracing all of the things that are uh, that are embraced by Democrats and, and progressive people and stuff, but they treat the guy in the MAGA hat like you would expect them to treat an African American person or an outsider. Right. And right. then you also realize, kind of at the end of the sketch, because we're used to watching television where they're not wearing masks and distancing or whatever, but they the setting of the sketch is a diner. Yeah. Now. So the fact that basically we bring in Melissa at the very end as a health inspector saying that no one is wearing a mask and that is a health violation. And then that prompts 80 to be like, we are patriots or we know our rights or whatever. I thought that was a really good way of doing it. It's like, yeah. So like enough people got uh, that represented Democrats and progressive thoughts voted and got both the the president elected and swung both senate seats yeah but georgia still sucks yeah in a lot of ways (laughs) so i I like that that was i like that they were they were able to like affect this progressivism and use the words but like their hearts still suck there's still hate there yeah right they're just like hating different things but that was great yeah i think there was a line uh, i think john krasinski said something like there's nothing better than sitting on your solar heated porch while sipping on some iced tea through a reusable metal straw yeah and i was uh-huh. like that 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 was a good line yeah i like that i also liked uh keenan reading the good book becoming by michelle obama <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. So I thought like they had like the right kind of stereotypes and then they kind of subverted them in a really nice way. And then I also really liked the way that it had a very clear end that like they're going to basically intimidate this Trump supporter. Mm-hmm. And then they're also like most parts of the country doing a terrible job of mask wearing and kind of coronavirus mitigation. Yeah. And that's Georgia. Right. Yeah, I thought that was great. And then uh, Ego singing the theme song, I thought was a nice touch. Oh, I didn't even, I didn't even realize that. Yeah, there's that Blue Georgia kind of narration singing thing at the beginning of the end. I, I'm, yeah. I, I'm, unless I'm very wrong, I'm assuming it was Ego. Oh, yeah. So uh, then we get uh, what I imagine is one of your favorite things of the night is the kind of Beck Kyle short with uh, the, the loser with John uh, and oh, yeah. Andy. Yeah, I... I... I, you would think I like this. I did not like. Oh, this. really? Tell me about that. I I thought it, it had a good kind of setup and game. I, I like John Krasinski. I mean, I thought he was very funny, but I it was so predictable. I felt like, and it, and it almost who is the the new guy? What's his name again? The Andy guy who's he's just. I mean, he is just Kyle Mooney. <laughs> Yeah, I, like in every character, and this is something I was going to bring up earlier. It feels like a lot of the cast members are like the same types of people. Okay, and the way that they same they play the same characters, like you said, like Cecily could be Chloe, it could be, you know, and and then you have this uh, the new guy who could be Kyle, who could be Beck, who could be like it's there's a lot of similar cast members with with similar talents, and um. I don't know. Maybe that's why I'm. I was just like, oh, they're all kind of Kyle Mooney in this sketch, but except for John. Right. So you could have had. I think what you're trying to say is like you could have had John and Andy as like the the brother, the brothers, uh-huh. and then literally everybody else in the sketch did not need to be there. Right. Like those could be anybody else, or right. Andy could have been Kyle. Right. Yeah. That that could have been anybody. And I guess I just missed, like, I, I'm looking for maybe more characters or different characters. Maybe all the characters are getting old or, you know, like, I want to see more from everybody, I think. Yeah. Like, I I liked, uh, I, I like kind of escalating absurdity and with a lot of specificity. And I mm-hmm. think that this sketch had that where they talked about, like, the, the kind of charcoal underwear he needs to wear wear because of his like medically dangerous flatulence and right. his um kind of implausibly reversed foreskin and yeah. like i liked all the specifics and the fact that uh andy was so underplaying all of his kind of embarrassment where yeah you know, it was like uh, kind of acknowledging the things to be true but like but trying to like shrug it off, like he was saying something much more innocuous. So I, I liked, like you said, the game of the sketch, I thought was nice. Yeah. Um, but I, it, it, like other specific details, like having a birth make, birthmark shaped like a swastika yeah. and uh, inverted nipples and then all that kind of stuff. So I thought that the way that they, they shot it and the music and John's performance were all really good. Um, yeah. But poor punky uh Mikey, Pete, and Kyle. It could have been literally any but any other random four people in that yeah. sketch is like the bullies. Yeah, yeah. And and I think anybody, any one of them could have played uh the loser. 
you know yeah. i i don't know i it was it was the game of this thing was good and on paper i it's i wanted to like it but i don't know it just it, it kind of just fell flat in the end i was like oh, okay yeah, yeah it was predictable it got there yeah i think it, it lived in the writing but uh it as a, the structure of the sketch i i think i agree with you that it could have been um, yeah a little bit better so then we come back from the break and we have the kind of CNBC kind of market show with uh, Cecily and Beck as the host. And they have John um, as the guest host with the kind of weird kind of life that he leads with his demotic children. What do you think of this one? Yeah, I like I like this one. I thought uh, <laughs> it was very absurd. Uh, the two uh, you had a. Uh, who was it? Mikey and, and Kate as the yeah. twins. And uh, yeah, this was, this was a great game. Uh, very absurd with the art. And, and I know that if I get this right, that like these, these hedge fund guys have weird art in their, in their houses. And I think that that's what they were trying to play off of. Like maybe okay, that's yeah. where the idea of this sketch came sure. from. But uh, I, I like. I liked it a lot. What do you think about it? I liked it too. I think it really lived in um, the way that they escalated things, and because we've talked about like, hey, look at this weirdo as like a as a uh, maybe a lazier way of building a sketch, but having them because I thought that's where we're gonna start, right? Like, here's this weird painting, and then this like centipede doll baby thing, <laughs> baby doll thing, and then but when they the way that they brought in. Kate and Mikey and kept on making that them more like menacing. Um, and just uh, the, the little dialogue they gave them really kind of informed their characters to make, to be something that was feared. Uh, especially yeah. the way that they talked about like the neighbor boy showed them pornography and they liked it. And like, why did we like it? And then so like yeah. that weird kind of horror trope of like the kind of innocent, but um, menacing child. I thought was a really good, kind of frame for them the kind of dressed like the the shining twins kind of yeah. those kind of turn of the century kind of nightgown kind of things so i thought the it was good and it was something that i thought really worked as a live sketch because they kept on popping up in interesting places yeah yeah it did work and that's where i thought that this was going to go into the some good news sketch because john oh, yeah. got a desk doing the zoom thing but it didn't it didn't ever turn into that so i was like ah Okay. Yeah, I liked this one a lot. Like, I don't have much to say about it, but I thought it was like very uh, well done. It was interesting how much yeah. breath that the GameStop stuff got throughout the, the throughout yeah. the episode. Yeah, it was like that was the, I guess the only thing that kind of happened this week, and it was big enough. But yeah, yeah, there was a lot of jokes about it. Yeah, tell my wife that I think if the short squeeze was happening to literally any other retailer, it wouldn't be getting the same amount of uh, attention because I think it is both this undervalued, poorly performing company that people don't actually like being right. overvalued, like at an absurd degree. So there's like all of that. There's the Redditors fighting the hedge fund managers and whatever. But then there's like the extra detail that it is also a retailer that a lot of people a retailer that serves customers that a lot of people do not understand. Yeah. So it's like, we kind of, uh, I've said this a bunch of times. Like I am, I am a player of video games. Like I can like touch my PlayStation five from where I'm sitting right now. So like, <laughs> uh, but I think that we like 
other uh, gamers in a way where it's like, oh, it's those like those weirdos that waste all their money and live in their parents' basement and whatever. So I think the idea that like the company that uh, serves those people is also in this whole short squeeze is like making this like a really interesting story, even more, yeah. so, more so than if it was Bed Bath & Beyond. Right, right, yeah. That's a good point. So I think, point. you know, I think to the point where like in the cold open, they put Pete in a, in a GameStop polo even though it's like the GameStop people are not getting rich. It is just like armchair investors. It has nothing yeah. to do with the people that actually work at the company. That company is probably still going to go bankrupt. It's right. just, uh, anyway, I'll get off my, my GameStop soapbox. <laughs> uh, so the next one was a, hey, look, let's do all of our singing impressions. Uh, so the now that now that is what I call the star singing theme songs, I think is what it was. I tried to type it real fast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you what do you think of this thing? Oh, man, I I mean, I wanted to I wanted to like it. I liked the title, and when they revealed the title of the now, that's the theme songs or whatever. I I yeah. laughed, but then afterwards, I just didn't. Their singing seemed bad. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So what killed? So I was super into this. Yeah. Um, until they brought in Baby Yoda, and then I was out. Um, I knew that. I knew that you were gonna say that I, and I did not like that either. No, because it was like, uh, so it's premised around the fact that I guess Nicole Kidman sings the theme song of the most recent television show that she was in. Yeah. Um, so, and they had Chloe do that. And then they kind of use that as a springboard of let's imagine some other kind of hot shows with their character singing it. So they had Melissa. So they had a bunch. I think the, the weird part about this is they have, people doing impressions mm -hmm. of people singing, but for whom we don't know what their singing voices are like. Yeah. So like they made Melissa Villasenor look like Anya Taylor-Joy from the Queen's Gambit, but we don't know right. what her singing voice is. So like, like, so I think that that's where the, the disconnect was. Like I liked the idea of them both uh, bringing up, like having uh Beck as uh, the guy that plays Hopper singing yeah. the Stranger the uh, Things theme. I liked uh, Cecily doing the Julie Andrews thing. She did a pretty good Julie Andrews impression. We do yeah. know what she sounds like when she sings. Um, and I also like the um, the dig at Bridgerton's opening titles looking like a 90s screensaver because that is absolutely true. Right, yeah. Um, but like some of the other ones is like we don't know what Kim Cattrall's singing voice sounds like. We don't know what G Gillian Anderson's singing voice is like. Yeah. Um, and those, they were so fast, but I was like into it. And then they brought up the Mandalorian and I immediately went to, oh, somebody's going to do a Pedro Pascal impression. Right. Or they're going to, or we're going to have like Mando in his Beskar, just like yeah. singing with like a scratchy voice. And then it's like Baby Yoda's uh, kind of hype rapping stuff. And it was so different than everything else in the sketch it really stood out yeah and it, and then it made it a dud i think for then john krasinski to do the office right because then you were like what and then he did the office and then you're like okay if you would have just yeah skip baby yoda and just gone right to john krasinski that would have been a great ending because i liked beck and john's uh things where for stranger things in the office where they were like singing instrumental yeah. 
li- like lyrics to an instrumental song. So like the idea yeah. that I was into, um, but I, I agree. I think that Kyle coming in just ruined the pacing. It halted it. Yeah. And then they had to start from zero and then it was over. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that that was a, a mistake, but I did like the idea of it. And it was nice to see Melissa being used. Chloe's in there a couple of different times as uh, different people. Yeah. Um, I, I also half forgot, like when I was a kid watching Frasier, I kind of didn't realize for a long time that that was Kelsey Grammer singing. So like, yeah, they got him back. So like there was yeah. some good things there. Yeah, they could have. And, and you know what? I think that this is a sketch that you could bring back again and yes. do different shows. And I think maybe the second time we see this, it could be more successful. Yeah. And, and, and focusing on putting the lyrics to instrumental theme songs. Yeah. I think yeah. that's, that's where the, the jokes work the best, I think. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and I agree. But it's interesting, like a lot of the folks are singers. Like we know Cecily can sing. We know Kate can sing. We know, you know. So I think that right. having them do the extra layer of a character impression that is not a singer singing made them make some uh, in- interesting choices that probably didn't work. Yeah, it was, it was odd, yeah. And, but it was, it's something that I think could be successful if they bring it back again. Yeah, I think so. I agree with you. I, I like the premise. Yeah. Uh, then the 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 next one we had three sketches during this act uh, was the kind of COVID bubble with uh, couples, including Kyle, John, A.D. Beck, Heidi, and Cecily. And basically, the joke of this sketch is that everybody stormed the castle, uh, the the capital, and they're all getting arrested. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this one was 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 good. Again, on pay- it didn't escalate very much. And that's what no. I think missed, missed in this sketch. Um, Once the, it happened the second time, you knew it was going to happen the fifth time. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and they were all kind of the same type of people. Yeah. Which, which I guess is, is, is good. But yeah, this one, again, good on paper. I think a lot of their sketches were good on paper this episode. And then it, it wasn't, they didn't fulfill them. Yeah. And they had like some details where like Beck, uh, had his like QAnon shaman gear, Arizona zone. Yeah. Shaman. Um, <laughs> and then I like, I like the, the epithets where they're like, Oh, sweet racist Angela. Who wouldn't think yeah. that she would do it or Oh, crazy Goldie. And you know, so I thought those were kind of interesting. I liked um, the, the only real surprise in the sketch was when Bowen shows up as a pizza guy, but is actually an FBI agent. I thought that was a nice touch. Yeah. 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 That was very funny. And then, you know, they had some kind of specific details of like John leaves the house with um, the the podium that they mocked yeah. up to look like Pelosi's podium. Um, but I, I don't really know if there's much to say about this. It was fine. Yeah, it was all right. <laughs> so what was your level of awareness of Machine Gun Kelly? Uh, I, you know, I... I heard his diss track on eminem that okay. is pretty much it uh I, and i've seen him in a movie he was in a, a a movie and he did a really good job um but that's it that was pretty much all i i know him from is trying to diss eminem and then and then uh this movie so he uh, he was in bird box yeah yeah maybe that's yeah the movie that i saw okay so that's the only thing I knew him from. And like, I think I know the name better than I know the human. 
Mm-hmm. Because Machine Gun Kelly is just like a good Pete name. Davidson. Yeah. What'd you say about Pete Davidson? Aren't him and Pete Davidson like really close friends? They, they I know could that. be the same person. Yeah. And I, he always plays them too because he has tattoos. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, like I thought it was fine. Uh, he's, it was interesting. The first song, it's like his guitar almost seemed like an accessory. It was like part of his outfit because like yeah. the song was not, did not benefit like, the occasional times in which he was playing power chords on his pink Telecaster. Um, and the, I, I like the second song better. Yeah. And then I saw a tweet from him. So the, the second, because uh, I was looking up the titles of the songs. because So he did two songs. The first one was My Ex's Best Friend. The second one's a song called Lonely. Um, so I was like looking that up. I saw a tweet of his that they said, apparently moments before the second performance, they were told by the crew that their their uh, l- the board had crashed, the lighting board had crashed. So that is why the second one it is so dark because all they the only lights they can control were the follow spots. So they just had a single spot up, kind of irised wide to hit him and whatever they could. And that's why the rest of the stage was dark because there was a technical failure that they just had oh, to cover. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's interesting. And that's that's why you like live shows. <laughs> well, exactly. And it was cool. I'll bring up the, the thing I found, but it was basically like, he was uh, very thankful to, to be there, which is important to me uh, when people are on SNL. And then- yeah. uh, and both Krasinski was as well. So I thought that was really nice. Uh, but yeah, so he said 10 seconds before we played Lonely on SNL, they came up and said the whole lighting board and setup we had for the performance crashed. So we had a spotlight and the music. That was the best thing that could have happened. Wow. So basically he was just, they just threw him out there like, well, you got to do it and we'll stick a light on you. Yeah. So I thought that was crazy. like a pretty cool detail. And I thought, yeah. so I like the second performance better. He is definitely like a, he is definitely a performer more than a musician. Yeah, he he rocked. His band yeah. rocked, which again is is what surprised me because I only knew him from dissing Eminem. He did like <laughs> an Eminem diss track, and then Eminem came back and diss track and did one back to him, and that's what I know him from. All right, like I uh, I was not blown I was away. Not blown- it, it, I. I better connected his voice to other songs I've heard. So like, maybe I know more machine gun Kelly songs than I think I do. Yeah. Um, but he was fine. Yeah. So then we get to, to update. Uh, they kind of start by talking about how a lot of things have happened. Mm-hmm. Understatedly expressing that. Uh, I liked that, that. One of the early things was like, uh, now the terrorist watch list includes white people. So yeah. diversity. Yeah, it's good to see yourself, your group represented. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, it's nice to see Colin say it's nice to see yourself represented. Yeah. Um. So, uh, yeah, made a dig about Rand Paul. They talked about the trans uh, gender ban uh, being reversed, and now it's uh, "Don't ask, don't tuck." Just like, yeah, good, good, good clown words. <laughs> yeah, uh, I like Che's uh, Harriet Tubman twenty joke that he's going to do some underground rails. That was the best joke of the night. Yeah, I, I really so. like that one. Um, I kind of zoned out while um, Beck was doing the My Pillow thing. I think what's hard about Mike Lindell 
is that he is kind of beyond parody. He's he's like the former president in that way, mm-hmm. where it's like, where do you go? Because he's right. a maniac. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, he play he played it he played it uh, well. What's interesting is like I, I'll I'll look on YouTube after I watch it to see like what has the most views and stuff yeah. and the timing of each sketch, and that one has the second most views. Interesting. It's it goes Kate McKinnon's open and then that one. And I was okay. like, that's very interesting that so many people uh looked that up or were pushed that video, you know? Yeah, yeah. I thought like again, I kind of zoned out. I didn't really write anything down. Um the the one line that I wrote was like, no, you're on crack again. Yeah. Whereas, as he was kind of like spinning out. But again. I've seen actual clips of Mike Lindell over the last couple of weeks and he's just hard to parody because he's ridiculous. All you're going to do, it's the same Trump problem that they had. Like all you end up doing is just like doing what he actually said. Yeah. Yeah. One of the comments that someone said was he really got his eyes down, like his crazy eye look. And I was like, I didn't even notice. <laughs> yeah, like, it's, a great, like <laughs> it's a great impression. And yeah. like I, it was funny. I was looking up the My Pillow website while the sketch was going on, and him kind of in that blue shirt hugging the pillow is like ripped directly from their website. That's like their main image <laughs> of the of from the packaging is like Mike Lindell like hugging a pillow. I also oh, tried to figure weird. out what made that thing any different, and apparently, nothing. The crack. It's just a pillow. <laughs> okay. Um, and then uh, the next correspondent piece they had was uh, Bowen as Fran Leibowitz and Kyle as Martin Scorsese from uh, Pretend It's a City. Have you watched that? I haven't watched it. Yeah, apparently. So neither have I, but apparently the the writing room has. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Because that's one of those things where it's like, that probably would have been funnier if I could, if I had any point of reference, which I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't really get it. I did like what Kyle Mooney was doing like i thought was like this is kind of funny like him just going nuts and not saying anything just making noise uh was and then tearing off his eyebrows at one moment yes but yeah i I would it went over my head so i i I wasn't i don't know if my opinion really matters on this one (laughs) yeah and like i love bowen and i thought he did a very good job and i think he was very funny but i didn't have any point of reference to this thing. There's, I think there's times with SNL where they're like, well, we really got into this this week. Yeah. That we're going to write a sketch about it. So we're going to write. Yeah. And I think think that he he did a good job in performance. So it's like, oh yeah, he did a great impression. I am assuming. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. I think like the, the, the absurdities of SNL and like going into like this really weird niche place started with like John Mulaney, like being so successful with that. Yeah. Cause I think John Mulaney did that a lot and people loved it. And I think with this one, maybe it worked for certain people, but I don't know. It's it just didn't... so hard with SNL with some like, I'm sorry. It's so, it's so hard with Netflix because there's so much content. Like yeah, everybody in the world apparently watched Bridgerton. Yeah. I didn't so, watch it either. Oh, I did. And it was fabulous, but okay. Apparently, it's one of their their biggest new show launches in the history of the of the platform. So, like, so I think that when you try to grab something from Netflix, because it is by definition so segmented, that it's like if you yeah. if your audience didn't happen to watch this one docu series, then they're not going to be with you on the joke, right? And even Bridgerton, 
was a pretty big deal over the winter break because uh, yeah. it came out and it, it, it did very well and it's short enough that I think a lot of people watched it. But if you did a Bridgerton sketch, maybe you leave a bunch of people behind. So I think like it's because TV is so niche for everybody. It's like, what is the algorithm serving you? That yeah. is that something like that where it's like, well, I guess that was funny, but I don't know if it was accurate. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have no idea. Yeah. Well, maybe um, someone was losing their mind. They were like, yeah, that's exactly what happened. Well, yeah, sure. Yeah. I'm sure people that watched that thought it, thought it was great. Uh, they, there's some other kind of throwaway jokes that I, I didn't write down kind of throughout the, the update. Uh, one of the things I did write down though, is they introduced Coke with coffee. Yeah. Where they, uh, where they talked about, uh, that it's basically like having a tasered butthole, which I, you know, feels accurate. <laughs> yeah. Starts with the, what was it? Like sips, like coffee, feels like Coke, whatever it ends with <laughs> butthole yeah. taser. Yeah. Uh, and then they brought back Kathy Ann, which is one of my favorite things. It's one of my favorite yeah. correspondence things. I love yeah. Cecily. I love this character. Yeah, and we didn't get a lot of her in the beginning of the season. And now to have her on, it, it feels good. This is the first episode. I was going to save this for the nights, but this is the first episode with everyone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Literally, like everybody was present. Keenan was here. Chris was here. Aidy was here. Cecily was here. Kate was here all of the main yeah. cast and all of the featured players were not only there but in sketches yeah that's true no one was left out yeah everybody did something everybody got a little bit of something yeah which i thought was very impressive uh so yeah because we had cecily was gone for the first half of the first uh first half of the the fall uh, and 80 was gone um, filming Shrill season two, but everybody's back. Yeah. Very cool. So it's nice to have her. She, uh, I, I, this premise I'm always into because they give her something absurd and then they have her being an absurd person talking about it and, yeah. and kind of having her kind of reflect on um, white supremacy and the Capitol riots and having somebody that looks and acts like her um, not understanding these crazy people, I think is like, perfect yeah 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 she like <laughs> she's, she's so crazy she almost does understand them better than we do <laughs> yeah exactly well and just like the the weird business of like the never lit cigarette i really like yeah like every yeah she's in every in all of her appearances she's got a cigarette in one hand a lighter in another and keeps on trying to light it and just like never does yeah and she does such a good job playing off of michael che and are yeah. you flirting with me I, like when she gave yes. him that look i was like that was so funny that was a very good line and very good delivery too i like yeah. that a lot um so we come after uh update we get uh game show network uh thing from supermarket sweep which is like a show that was like very important to me as a child i watched the show a lot when i was a kid yeah um but really this was just like a vehicle to have kate and ad be weird yeah yeah, it was. And and one thing that I was surprised about this was actually that John Krasinski did a very good job. He had a lot of the funniest lines, I thought, or like he helped break the made you laugh by his reaction. Yeah, he did a good job of kind of like underplaying it and just being like a very capable host. Uh huh. Um, and there's like a whole sub genre of just Kate and Adie are weird next to each other sketches. Uh, that we've seen both this season and seasons past. So having them both together. Yeah. Because they haven't had an opportunity really much this season to be together. I thought was great. 
And yeah. that, you know, there's a joke of a lot of the people that have been successful on supermarket suite are these kind of roommates, these like very good friends that are clearly all lesbian couples. And then the sketch ends with a proposal, which is fabulous. Yeah. Um, I did like, uh, right. The beginning of the sketch where, uh, Krasinski as a host says, uh, now we're in our kind of very popular part of the show with our kind of our shit, our food trivia. Yeah. Like, literally no one remembers that part of these of supermarkets week. All you remember <laughs> is people running around a grocery store. So I thought that right, was like right. a really nice, like, yeah, this technically is part of the show, even though you probably have no memory of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and also a weird thing because uh, that um, Leslie Jones currently hosts supermarket week. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I, so forgot I don't know what that. channel that's on, but so, but this is the version that I remember with like the, yeah. Kind of, and they had the, the nice nineties filter too. I thought yeah. Nice yeah. They stuff. did it in four, three. They kind of limited yeah. the, the aspect ratio, which I thought it was like, that was nice. And they were so clingy that even when uh, Kate like goes to get the, get the eggs, uh, AD says like, I'm sick when you're not here. And they were, a lot of their lines were delivered directly to each other too. Yeah. Yeah, there was a moment too where I think AD kind of broke almost. She almost broke. She like flubbed a line and and almost broke. And I love that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I thought they were really good together. It was it was another one where it's like they didn't need Chris and Ego or Andy and Lauren. They didn't need them there. Right. Yeah. There's like a version of that sketch where they keep the supermarket sweep of it all, but they put them in like the final round or whatever. So there's only the two of them. Cause like, I think Chris and Ego had like two lines. Yeah. And same thing with Andy and Lauren. It was just to be like that their relationships aren't as strong as AD and, and Kate's. Yeah. But like, they didn't need to be there. No, they didn't. Yeah. Well, even the beginning part of it, I remember thinking to myself, because there was that little intro of like, what's coming up next? Like, yeah. and it wasn't that great of a punchline for what's coming up next. I was like, just get into the sketch. You just like 15, 20 seconds gone. That is like an SNL thing that I think they can't help themselves with. It's like every time they do a C-SPAN sketch, they start with like the title kind of screen of like coming up on CNN, a couple of text-based jokes and then yeah. the sketch we're watching or C-SPAN, same thing. And I hear they were doing that. They just couldn't help themselves. They couldn't yeah. just go like, we're at supermarket sweep. We'll just, imet- we'll just believe that we're in the nineties that they had to like go, we're in the nineties and here's these other things that are coming up. And now, and yeah. then same thing, like uh, they, I guess they needed a frame around them just being like this very attached, um, healthy lesbian couple. But like, can we just have a sketch about them? Yeah. Yeah. I think you can get to get to it quicker. Yeah. Cause I like, I really don't care about Chris and Ego's relationship. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't needed. No. Uh, and then uh, next we have the subway sketch. This one, what do you think about this one? I thought I, I liked, I wanted more from uh, Beck and, and Krasinski. I wanted yes. more of them. Cause when they sang that song together, I, I was like, this is like classic SNL right now yeah and it shows it like a certain level of preparation too right like you have to like work that a little bit to get the timing right even if it's on the cards yeah i thought that they were both really uh good throughout the sketch and that was like the most boston we got out of krasinski 
Yeah. Uh, which I like in the back of my mind, I was thinking like, oh, we have this guy from Boston. Wouldn't it be swell if we got just like a obnoxious Bostonian sketch somewhere yeah. like the like the old um, oh, I forget the names of the characters, but the um, Fallon and Rachel Dratch sketch yeah. where they were like the kids doing like the school videos. Yeah. Uh, like something like that, I thought would have been perfect for him because he he is a kind of known Bostonian that he had that um was he in that the car um, commercial Hyundai sketch or the Hyundai yeah. commercial okay yeah he was in it with Rachel Dratch yeah it was him Rachel Dratch and Big Poppy and and, and Chris Evans yeah so it was the four right. of them so I think that so I thought that's what I was hoping that in that we were going to get something like that I did like the the uh, guys that were like, oh, no, we're the Jared guys, like really owning that. Yeah, <laughs> we should bring them back. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was it was very good characters. Very good. I thought it was very good, but uh, I wanted more. Yeah. More of them, because like the uh, the kind of p- the panelists or I guess the other executives, whoever they were supposed to be uh, played by Ego, uh, Chloe and Keenan were like, uh-huh. fine. And then Andy yeah. basically was there to make them upset about the protein bowls. Yeah. But even that, I was like thinking about that sketch. You could have had them try to introduce the protein bowls because a protein bowl is kind of a stupid idea. And yeah. for them to be like, everyone loves protein, you know, like I would have loved to see them trying to just pitch that idea. Right. I think like, um, uh, for kind of sketches i like efficiency so like mm-hmm. if you're gonna have six people in a sketch they should all have six they should have six things to do but yeah like, uh, ego chloe and keenan they were kind of one thing and then andy and then the guys so like you didn't need andy or all three of the or the executives you could have like two executives or you know, right kind of make it so like i maybe andy wrote the joke the sketch maybe they're trying to give him some more things to do but yeah 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 more i like those two characters though yeah i I like that a lot and i think that maybe that's something where we could see um beck and host being the pitchmen some for some other problematic thing down yeah yeah that's my glasses there's clearly plenty of that right where like disgraced companies that uh to have them be the representative of so i think there's possibility oh, yeah. there yeah yeah i agree and then we had a proper last sketch of the night something weird and live and it was the uh ratatouille sex thing uh <laughs> with uh chloe and john together in bed he's wearing a top hat because the top hat is hiring uh, is hiding um kyle as ratatouille mm-hmm the rat's name is remy but it's oh yeah (laughs) but in this sketch the cat's name the rat's name is ratatouille oh that's funny i didn't even notice that (laughs) yeah uh pulling uh his hair to make him a great lover yeah i like this uh this is one of those sketches that i saw already on tiktok Um, oh okay yeah someone had done this about a month ago and you know people have similar ideas i think snl did it better because tiktok's only would you know a minute long but uh i thought it was gonna go somewhere else this sketch and then it like went three different places 
Yeah, because uh, then you have 80 as the the tick that is controlling Ratatouille, and then they just kind of. But like, not really. Like, she only tells like what discs or what like. It yeah, wasn't what even... kind of discs there are? Like, yeah, I thought that was a really specific detail. If it's a Blu-ray or a play- PlayStation Two game. Yeah, and like, how does that affect Ratatouille? <laughs> yeah. I just thought we were, and then to end it with uh, Pete Davidson as the critic. I mean, I thought it was funny. That but... was I like that a lot. I thought that was like a really good way to have him as like the Anton ego character. I thought was yeah, kind of perfect. Yeah, it was very funny. But yeah, the sketch like went in so many different directions. But that's what you want from the weird sketch at the end. Yeah, yeah, like they can kind of do whatever so long as it's weird. Uh, and I liked that. I liked that Chloe was into it the whole time. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no, she wasn't disgusted. She didn't. She didn't have to play that. It was just like, oh well, as long as the results are good, I'm in. <laughs> right. Yeah. Fine. Just keep keep doing it. Yeah. And then poor uh, for the good nights. Poor uh, Kyle just had to wear that. He's just like oh yeah, this, like, rat costume <laughs> and '80s and like her big bug costume. Um. Yeah, and then when we get to the good nights, like I mentioned, everybody was here all of the casts all the featured players everybody was there um mm-hmm. i do believe that their sax player got replaced because they tonight during the 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 closing song it was a different saxophone player in the oh film. i didn't even notice that yeah because remember when i was like before they were like conspicuously hanging on this like saxophone player yeah uh, they showed him that person like the the barry sax player the yeah, very sax player. Uh, and it was a different musician. Maybe that person was gone for the week or whatever, but oh, that was not the same person. Anyway. Wow. Um, and then they also had a quick uh, Cecily Tyson tribute uh, mm-hmm. who recently, uh, who passed away this week at 96. And then uh, I also noticed that Chris was wearing a Chappelle mask, uh, a Dave Chappelle kind of uh, mask. And because Chappelle currently has COVID. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Machine Gun Kelly and his buddy fell off the stage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, uh, you, you, what else are you going to get from him, you know? Yeah. Uh, also, also a tweet from Machine Gun Kelly's account. Uh, somebody said, I really wanted uh, SNL to do a sketch with Pete Davidson and Machine Gun Kelly. And then his response was, we did do a skit. During the credits, we did one called Two Drunk Friends Fall Off the Stage. <laughs> Oh, so that's awesome that he, he was aware of that. That's so yeah, fun. exactly. Uh, so, um, yeah, so I, you know, throughout the episode, I had a smile on my face. I was having a good time, but I agree that uh, really felt like the first one after a break. Mm-hmm. Just, a, just a little rusty. Again, I think they had a lot of good sketches. Uh, just uh, didn't either, they just didn't, fill them out or they there's just something a little bit off there they were like a little bit off from having an amazing episode yeah and i think that john was you know he was in everything Mm -hmm. he's in every single sketch even you know the vocal impression sketch he was there he was even the cold open so i really do like that he you know in the monologue he expressed like snl is his favorite show and he was so happy to be there i think that they you know coming off of hiatus they had a little bit of kind of 
uh, writing struggles. And then I think they maybe struggle a little bit with what to do with him because he was yeah. prominent in sketches, but he was uh, rarely the funniest thing in those sketches. And I think you could have made him after watching him go through like being the host of the of the the grocery uh, one and and then being the character in the subway pitch. Um, I think like I was watching, I was like, he could be a cast member. He yeah. reminded me very much of like Jason Sudeikis or, you know, he could very much be in this cast. Uh, I just yeah, I think they didn't know what his skill set were. Yeah, especially what, I think that was kind of. Uh, their hand was tipped a little bit with how little they used him or, you know, the way they used him in the monologue. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Where they were kind of writing uh, around him. Um, but so what was your favorite sketch? I think my favorite sketch is the cold open. I I think that that one was the most solid. I, it got the most last and it got the, the point across. Uh, yeah. So I, I'd have to say that that one was my favorite. What about you? If it isn't the cold open, I think mine is uh, the dividend, the kind of CNN style sketch with uh, Kate and Mikey as the creepy kids. Yeah. Yeah. I like that one a lot too. So who's your uh, favorite not ready for primetime player? Uh, this one, it's tough. I'm, I'm thinking for this one, I'm going to go with Cecily Strong just because uh, she's strong. Yeah. <laughs> I think... Uh, between the cold open with with Kate playing herself and then the supermarket sweep sketch and just her chemistry with uh, Cecily, I'm, or I'm sorry, 80, I'm going to go with Kate. She's just yeah. so good. Yeah. You know, there wasn't a lot of standouts because everyone kind of got a chance in this yeah, one. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Like e equal time throughout the, the night. Uh, so our stock up, stuck down. Uh, are you buying tickets for John Krasinski things? Yeah. Yeah, I am. I like him. And he did his job. And he did a good job. Yeah, I I think I have a, a pathological problem with The Office that I'm probably not going to resolve anytime soon. But I did yeah. like a, uh, a Quiet Place. And yeah. I am intrigued by Jack Ryan. So I will I will check that out on Amazon Prime. Uh, and then what do you think about Machine Gun Kelly? Yeah, I, I mean, he, he surprised me. He is a great performer. I'll probably watch him in more movies. Uh, but I don't know if I, I, his type of music is my favorite. I do like that. He kind of went with the flow and, and, and owned that the lighting went out. Um, but I don't know. I wasn't too, I'm not into that kind of music, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a weird combination of like hip hop influences, but like punk rock arrangements. Apparently he was signed by P Diddy. And okay. like primarily um, uh, releases on a rap label. So he's like a weird kind of jumble of things. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I, I respect him as, as a guy that was going for it live. But I, I'm not, I don't think if I queue him up on Spotify, I'm going to learn anything new. Um, yeah. But, but I, I won't, I, I won't uh, be, uh, I, I won't be resistant to what he's doing. I just don't think I'm going to go for it. Yeah. And then uh, next week, do you know who's coming up next week? I do. Yeah. So we have uh, Dan Levy. Yeah. Uh, we, during the the kind of hiatus and during the break, uh, Aaron and I, my wife, we finished uh, the final season of Schitt's Creek. 
yeah. it was lovely. And I think him being a writer coming on, I think is going to be uh, very good, especially coming off of just multiple Emmy wins. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is going to be a really good episode. Yeah. For like the show and him and his dad and uh, Catherine O'Hara and Anne Francis, like everybody won. Yeah. So I, I think it's going to be, maybe we'll get some surprise guests, but certainly I think him coming in with a writer's mentality, I think will be very good for a night of comedy. Oh yeah. And he yeah. said such a great style, the, the way that he thinks about comedy and the way he like writes and his just uh, him as a performer is just so fun to watch. Yeah. And then who's our musical guest? I forgot. Who's... It's Phoebe Bridgers, which is a name that I know that, uh, but I could not tell you anything about her. Now, here's something that I isn't Phoebe Waller Bridgers or something? Isn't that an actress? So there's like two different ones. So there. Oh, yeah. So you're thinking of. Am I thinking of uh, someone else? You're definitely thinking of somebody else. So you're thinking of um, the one from the Amazon show. Yeah. Yeah. Phoebe Waller Bridge. That's who I'm yes. thinking. And then there's Phoebe Bridgers. Yes. Those are different people. Because when I saw that, I was like, she can sing? Yeah. But no, that, that's so the you're thinking of Phoebe Waller-Bridge, who has hosted. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is uh, uh, Phoebe. <laughs> so if you look her up on uh, Wikipedia, above her description is not to be confused with Phoebe Waller-Bridge. <laughs> with a link to the the playwright and actress. Okay. Okay. So I'm not the only one. No. No, it's just like uh, it's just like John Krasinski and Zach Levi. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So she's just like a young singer songwriter. I have heard heard none of her stuff, so I will just kind of refrain for the next week to to see what she's like. Yeah, I don't know anything about her. Well, uh, that's it, Randall. We we did another podcast. We talked about another episode of Saturday Night Live. I think we kind of agree that this was an entertaining hour, but not much more than that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, they just got to get back into the swing of things, and I think that they'll just get better each week. Yeah, I'm very excited about uh, Dan Levy coming in and uh, also having less stuff to process between like financial stuff and a new president and the Capitol riots and all that kind of stuff uh, was, I think, a lot of content that they felt like they needed to push through. I think next week, if it is just like a normal week in the United States, uh, they will have less kind of data to get through. Yeah. Maybe that frees up their writing a little bit. Yeah, I agree with that. Well, uh, thank you again, Randall. It's always good to to see you and record with you. And I will see you next week. Yeah, heck yeah. Thank you, Brian. Thank you so much for listening to Saturday Night Rewind. Please make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to us on whatever platform you're using to listen to us. Also, make sure you follow us on Twitter. We are at SNRewind. You can also send us an email at SNRewindPod at gmail.com. You can follow me at MrBParadise on Instagram and Twitter. And you can also follow Randall at FreshCutRandall on Instagram and Twitter as well. So thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. (laughs) 